We want to thank you for joining us for One Times One. I'm Rob. And I'm Sue. And we are the Parkers. And today's a special episode. It's Mother's Day this week. And so I've come up with some questions that I want to ask you that you have no idea idea. what I'm going to ask you. But but before we do that, we want to talk about our non-sponsor sponsor. sponsor. Our non-sponsor sponsor sponsor is Dave Pettigrew, who is a artist. He's really a a Christian artist, a Mm -hmm. musician, and I'm wearing his shirt. It says, what does it say? There is hope. There is hope. I tr- we just actually had to press re-record because I read it backwards. Dyslexia. And uh, yeah, I've had some learning disabilities in my childhood and adulthood. But um, one of the things we did today in church was we we had a bunch of, bunch of kids sponsored. We had 16 kids sponsored through a ministry that Dave works with called Holt International. And I really want to challenge our viewers that during this Mother's Day week to really pray about uh, the opportunity to sponsor a child. For $39 a month, you can sponsor a child. They get clean water. They get clothes. They get shelter. They get food. They get education. And the place that you can go to to uh, partner with us would be sponsorachildnow.net. And we got connected through this through Dave Pettigrew. So Dave, shout out to you. Shout out to your family. And shout out to Holt International. Again, that is sponsorachildnow.net. And I was so proud of our church. 16 mm-hmm. kids were sponsored this morning. That's awesome. We have a little girl. Yes. Uh, her name is Kim. 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 Her name is Kim. And uh, she's about 11, maybe 10, 11 years old. So we're looking forward to as a family beginning this. We've done this for years. Yes. Yeah. And she's from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And so we are very, very excited. Yep. And I was so proud of our church, how awesome they were this morning. They just kind of jumped in and said, hey, let's let's represent Jesus to people that are struggling. So let me ask you, we're going to jump into this. And I got to be honest with you, uh, I've never been a big holiday person, right, Sue? Tell, so tell them about my holiday um, attitude. I feel like the anticipation of the holidays for Rob has always been really hard. So um, I have to like talk to him before each holiday. Like you have to just enjoy the day, like be present. Don't worry about what happened before or what's happening tomorrow. Like just enjoy, like let it go. Don't worry about like schedule, just enjoy the day. I think you run on a million miles per hour all the time. So it's hard for you on holidays just to sit and not be in that mode. So I've had to kind of learn, teach you how to learn the chaos of what a holiday can be. Yeah. Yeah, and growing up in a really big family, I think I've been a little... Uh, I think that's what it was. A little yeah. wounded, jaded, however you want to say, from certain holidays. But I have to say that I love celebrating Mother's Day because I love to celebrate you. You are the ultimate mom, and I am just so thankful that you are the mommy of our children. And so I just want to... I'm going to just do a lot of round-robin questions with you because I do think it's it's good for other women to hear... Um, another woman's perspective but but I do we do say this all the time even uh, on church on Sunday morning and here's the thing if you need a church to go to this coming Sunday for Mother's Day Sue will be oh, preaching no. come on mama oh, no. she kills it <laughs> I think sometimes people want Sue to preach more than they want me to preach now I'm nervous so get on nervous yeah <laughs> um but Mother's Day can be hard. Some people have lost their moms. Some people are unable to be a mom. Some people have very dysfunctional relationships with their mom. And so there's and, some pain. And we're very sensitive to that. And yes. Because my heart hurts for anybody who has um, lost a mom, desired to be a mom, and has a struggle with that. So I really think when we say the umbrella of Happy Mother's Day, it's happy 
having an influential woman in your life. And I always say that, and I will always say that, even though I am privileged to be a mom, um, we all have had someone speak into our life, a mentor, yeah. someone that has really guided us. Maybe if you lost your mother, you had an aunt or a grandmother. So there's always someone I feel like that has spoken into someone's life. So yep. that's what, for me, Mother's Day is about. Yeah, and for you, you lost your father as a baby. Right. And so Father's Day were, were always very awkward for you. Um, but Mother's Day was different. Talk to us about um, being raised by a single mom. So, you know, the, the great thing about my childhood, if I had to look back on it, is that um, I didn't really know that I was lacking anything. Sure, there were times going, you know, when it was Father's Day at the end of school, we'd be making cards, but I had um, my uncles and grandfather who were like fathers figures to me. And I didn't really know that I was missing anything. Yeah. I knew that I didn't have a father, but I feel like for me, my family made it so um, special, yeah. everything. Yep. So Mother's Day was just another day. I mean, of course you celebrate, I celebrated my mom, but you know, we didn't make big deals about um, what was lacking. We enjoyed what we had. Yeah, yeah, and your mom and I have become very close. I'm like the son she never had, mm -hmm. which is true. Um, she likes you more than me. I actually think she does. <laughs> I actually think she does. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, but in many ways, growing up in a in a home, a you know single parent, only child, it was more like you were sisters than you were right. mother and daughter. Yep. And so, and I've learned as I've had children that that's not always the healthiest thing. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about that. How has growing up in a single parent home, a mom, how has that shaped your parenting? Um, I think I have learned from that a couple things. Um, the first thing, just to kind of hit what I just said, was that I think the problem could be in a situation like that, that did happen many times in, in my home growing up, is that because you're, it's just the two of you, there's um, that boundary of parent to child can be broken. Yeah. And I learned at a young age that that wasn't always the most best thing, best practice, let's yeah. put it that way. So when I became a parent, I, I knew that my kids, I love my kids and as they're getting older, they have become my friends. Yep. They're, they're, they're definitely my friends, but I'm still the parent. And I think that's a important thing. My children might not like to hear that, let's yeah. be honest, but I'm still the parent. Um, I can't be their friend like they might want it sometime because I have to be able to, what part of being a mother is guiding your children and helping them to be responsible adults. Yeah. Right? So, so let me ask you, we had, well, first of all, let me explain. We've had, we had four kids in five years. Mm -hmm. So we had a honeymoon baby. Uh, we actually prayed for a honeymoon baby. Like let's, we were praying like, Hey, we want to have kids right away. We had all of our kids by the time I was 30 and you were 28. And so like, we just went into like crazy parenting mode. So, it's a two-part question. What were you most concerned about being a parent, but what were you also most excited about? Hmm. Well, I was definitely excited because being an only child, I wanted a large family. Yes. Um, I wanted my kids to have siblings. Once again, I didn't really know that I didn't, like I, I didn't feel any lack not having siblings when I was in it. Yeah. But later on, I was like, oh, I would love to have a brother or a sister now. Yeah. Like as an adult, you know what I mean? Um, so I was definitely looking forward to having like a large family where there would be fun holidays, lots of people together, you know, always, they'd always have each other. Um, and what was I petrified of? 
I think I added that word, petrified. That's okay. Um, I think I was most scared of not being able to do it. And I don't know if that sounds, you know, medically, I was in, I'm a nurse, so I, I, the medical part I could handle, yeah. but I wasn't sure, you know, and it goes back to my childhood, being the only one, I'm like, how will I be able to manage, because I wanted a large family, how would I be able to manage multiple children, like at once and love them all the same and care for their needs all the same without like not being able to function? And be a wife, right? On top of it. I mean, that's always my biggest priority is being your wife, you yep. know? So that and was always- I'm the always... biggest kid you got. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think for you, is it, it's so interesting because um, she, Sue is so confident. And I think that was one of the most attractive aspects of you, how confident you are. And yet you really feel that you're not. Yeah. But you have really been an amazing mom from, I remember, I can still even right now picture your face when you're holding Brandon as a baby in Valley Hospital. I have that same picture of you holding Becky and Ben and Luke. It was the same look. And every time we had a baby, by the time we I'm left- I'm getting emotional thinking yeah, about but it. By the time we had <laughs> left the hospital, she would say, I want another one. And I'm like, no, let's just bring this one home. I loved having babies. Until we had a fourth. And she's like, I'm done. done. I'm done. Poor Luke, he did done. it in. He did me in. I'm done. Um, but it's one of those things that you are such a confident mom and you give our children confidence. I know I know people say, oh, Rob, you're so confident. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I got a whole lot more insecurities than you do. But I think one of the greatest things that you have given our children is not ego, but confidence. And so I love that about you, that you have given that to our children. I love doing this podcast because I get to stare in your eyes and I totally fall in love with you every single podcast. I just want to like reach over and kiss you. Like I just want to like make out with you. So my hair. we'll leave that for later. Um, so I want, us to, <laughs> um, I want you to tell us about each of your children, our children, and what you love about them. But this could go on for hours. I know. That's but I really want you, question. and there's a reason why. All you mommies out there, I, I really want you to think about your children because parenting is a joy and it's a nightmare. But I think it's important, especially for Mother's Day. Um, Saturday Night Live does some of the most funniest Mother's Day skits. And funniest COVID things. Yes, I mean, they yeah, are like on yeah. the money with that. But, but I think there's times like you look back and you're like, oh yeah, the, everything was so perfect, but not every moment's perfect. But I, I would love for our viewers to listen to two things you'd love about each of your children. So start with Brandon. I'm going to preface it by, I love all my children the same, but for different reasons. There is not one child. And I have to say this because some of them are probably listening. There is not one child that I love more. I love them equally. And I never thought I'd be able to say that they all have a special place in my heart and they all have a different um, piece of me. Yeah. If that's, you know, a thing to say. I'm yeah. like emotional today. I know, I, but you this don't have to really caveat hard. that. They all know you love them. So what, <laughs> go, let's go through each one. Brandon, two things you love about Brandon. Okay. Brandon is, he is driven. He is driven like nobody I have ever seen in my life. He has a goal and he will run for it and he will get that goal um, no matter what. So Brandon is driven and Brandon is a mama's boy. Brandon loves his mom. Um, he's very sensitive being the oldest. I think, you know, he, he saw me through parenting years and he, um, 
It's just very sensitive to how I'm doing, if I'm good. Yes. So if that's safe to say. Yeah. Thank he, you, Brandon. He's so funny because he's so tough, but he's also like so compassionate. Totally. So what about Becky? Becky, well, being my only daughter, it, it puts a whole nother aspect to it. But Becky is, um, she is passionate. Becky will run and run and she is passionate to see other people um, to make them feel loved. So she knows how to make people feel loved. I'll never forget when she was younger, she would want all her classmates to pass their spelling test. So she would make a practice test in first grade because yep. she wanted them all to pass. Um, she is just passionate what she is passionate about. And right now she's passionate about what she believes she's called to do next. So yep. I love watching her passion and I love watching her. Becky, um, she's a lot like her dad. She's very much like Rob. She is fun. Becky's a lot of fun. She can make you laugh by some of the things she says. So um, with that passion and fun, there's that real sensitive part to her, but then she knows how to just let loose and be silly. Yes. A any given day, Becky starts her own dance parties. And Yeah, and, and it's, yep. it's kind of like Elaine. Yes. From, um, yes. You know. Yeah. But it, it's very robotic. It's like, <laughs> like our dance moves are similar. Mine might be a little more smoother. She dances just like you. I think you <laughs> are dreaming. Uh. Um. All right. What about Ben? So Ben oh, is Benny our boy. classic middle child. Um. He is our only true introvert. Ben is our only true introvert, and that is so refreshing when you have a family of high intensity. So what I love about Ben is he's soft-spoken, um, but he's our deepest thinker. He processes things before he says them. Who would have thought that anyone could ever do that? Parkers Not coming that. from this family, but he processes, he makes wise decisions. And um, what I love about Ben is he's very humble. He was, um, you know, very athletic in high school and he never that never got to his head. Even now, what, what he's doing in the gym, you know, it never got to his head. Yeah, and it's so funny with, with Ben how, like, he he's so just present that sometimes people read it the wrong way. Right. And yet his humility is off the charts. Mm -hmm. What about Lukey? So Lukey's the baby, and like Rob had said earlier, when um, my baby, who's going to be 18 in two months, I guess I can't call him even Lukey anymore. But when Luke was born, I knew that was my last baby. Um, I just knew it. I knew my body had had a rough pregnancy with him, and I was like, this is it. So for me, that was a very emotional start because yeah. I knew this would be the last. And with Luke, I had some more time with him because um, even though he was like the youngest and the oldest was only five, at some point everybody was in preschool or kindergarten for a half day. So there were times that I had just Luke. Yeah. So um, I got to spend a lot of, of that time with Luke, maybe more so than I did with any other kid. Yeah. You know, we, he remembers like going to Target and he'd always get a gift or something like that. Yeah. Um, but Luke, I love about Luke is that he is, he is so sensitive. He cares so deeply about everybody. But in this family, when he knows someone's upset, he's worried about it. And he will text me during the day, hey, did everything go okay this morning? Or he'll ask God uh, this morning. He said, hey, anything go wrong yesterday? He just, he kind of um, is always He's like the warrior, but he, he just, the mayor, maybe like of the family, but he's always worried about everyone. So he's compassionate. And Luke, when he's happy and his giggle from the time he was a little boy is contagious. So yeah. I love that about Luke. He gets so mad because I said, Luke, you're so fun. 
He goes, what about funny? I said, you're more fun than you are funny. <laughs> um, but he's just fun. He is so much fun, fun. to be around. So we're going to run through a couple more things, okay? This is going to be a little bit tighter today. What are some of the most proudest moments of your journey of being a mom? There's so many. I don't even know where to begin. Um, she could literally talk for hours. So give us a few. Um. One of the times when, and we weren't even there, so that's what makes it even cooler. Um, we were away for a weekend. Brandon had had an eye surgery. It was his junior year of high school. And um, his siblings really rallied around him. Yeah. And someone, uh, they had gone to church that morning, even without us there. And someone had texted me and said, um, I really hope someday, whatever you guys did, you did a good job. Because I really hope someday my kids love each other like yours do. Um, our kids argue. There's tension. Um, there's not a holiday that goes through that there's not some kind of yep. argument or big deal. But that when when needed, they're there for each other. And I think that was one of my highlights of just hearing that, like knowing that like they had each other's back. Yeah. Yep. What's another one? Um, when they celebrate one another, that's always a big thing. When a when a kid succeeds in something and the, his their siblings, his or her siblings, um, celebrate them. That's always really one of those moments watching them all succeed in whatever they've done whether it's um academics sporting events i, I love to just see them succeed in their their talent that they've been given awesome What's when they been, when they load the dishwasher and you don't loaded, ask them yes yes <laughs> that's a high i'm not and gonna they lie. do it because not they're not in trouble but because they know they it's, the, know right it's the right thing to do what's been one of your biggest struggles being a mom um i don't think you're ever prepared for the pain that your heart feels um, somebody once told me, you're only as happy as, well, how does your, it, saddest your saddest kid. And that is so true. I, I can be very easily distracted when I know one of my kids is struggling. And I will say, and I know people say this all the time, but it's really true and it's worth saying, um, small kids, small problems, big kids, big problems. As you watch your children age and get older and have to deal with tough issues and, um, you know, emotional stuff, relational stuff, uh, real life, big person decisions. Yeah. It is like just tearing your heart out. It yep. is really difficult to um, know that they have to learn the hard way and they have to learn from themselves. And, and that's not nature as a mother. You want to make it all better. Yeah. You want to you wanna be there and just hug them and take them away. And um, that, that's been the hardest thing for me. Yeah, it's funny. So Sue's 46, I'm 48, and we've gone through many stages of parenting Babies, little kids, you know, elementary school, junior high, high school, college, graduate school. Married. Married. Can you can you just talk to us about the different stages of parenting and just how you were able to really, because you've done a really good job. You've actually have been an amazing mom of every stage. And, and sometimes moms are really good with little babies, you know, teenagers. Like, I love the teenage years. That's really been one of my favorite times of parenting. But you've been one of those parents that really does every stage really, really well. Now, I really believe that. That's why I'm saying it, because I could have totally like said that differently. So <laughs> you've done it really, really well. What would you talk about the different stages of parenting? What do you mean? Like talk about the hardness of them? The just in general, like just going from stage to stage. Like so what's I something think, that you've really learned from stage to stage? I think um, the, I love infants. I love newborns. 
Um, I don't require a lot of sleep, so the newborn stage was not hard for me because our kids didn't sleep. It was not hard for me. It was hard for others of us in this family. I need my sleep, but when you have a wife who doesn't sleep, you're not really allowed to sleep, right? No, come on. Seriously? You sleep all the time, I feel like at night. Dude. You, you snore all night long. Five hours is not a lot of sleep at night. You get six. You get a solid six. six. That's a lot of sleep, viewers. <laughs> okay, so talk to us. Sorry. Um, so the infant stage I loved. I loved uh, the dependency. Um, I love newborn snuggles. I love it. I, I would say my least favorite stage is toddler. And I think toddlers are like the cutest thing from afar. But when I was in it, it was very difficult because we had um, hyper yes. toddlers. Is that safe to say? Um, yeah. Strong-willed. Yep. Our children are very strong-willed. All of them. All we of them. We have very strong-willed children. And strong-willed two- and three-year-olds is very hard. Yep. Um, it's very hard. And that the balance of, of showing them love but showing them discipline, that was a very hard stage for me. Looking back on it, they were so stinking cute and it was such a fun time. But I remember being in it and thinking, oh my goodness, am I going to have like a reckless 16-year-old someday because they're so rebellious, you yep. know? Um, school age, I love school age. I love when they're they're inquisitive. They start having questions about like, you know, big person stuff. Um, I love that stage. I, I don't love projects. Like that was like a curse word in our house. Like the, the dreaded P. Like they'd come home like, you have a diorama due next week. I'd be like, oh my goodness. And yet she was so good at them. But I love them. Yet she was so, so good at them. I let them do it. But I, I helped. I facilitated a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I facilitated. Good so um, I did. I, I love those years. I've, I had to be very honest with you. A lot of those years are a blur. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they're blur. I didn't purposely like put them behind because they were bad years. It was very busy. We had four children, you know, five and under. So you figure now they're school age. There's a lot of events you go to. There's different calendars. I mean, our calendar back in the day with the color code, it was crazy. Yeah. You yeah. know, Saturday sports, Wednesday night sports, Tuesday night sports. We were always somewhere. I felt like those were days I just kind of got by. Yeah. Um, I remember very vividly many moments, but it was... It was busy years. Middle school, high school, I love that age too. Um, I really do. I was a little bit more scared, but knowing that you love that age, I went into it more confidently. I think that's what makes it really great when you partner together yeah. with parenting. Um, but I have learned to really love it. Middle school is such a time they go in as small children still and they come out as little mini adults, you know? So yeah. it's, a, it's a fun time of watching not only physically grow, but their emotions grow. High school is a whirlwind. They go in as as freshmen, and all of a sudden you're looking at colleges and taking SATs. Um, I I love watching our adult children make decisions. I love that they're appropriately able to live on their own, and 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 even watching that they do things. Rob and I were just talking about this recently. That you raise them this way for like 20 years, say 18 to 20 years in your home, and then they go out and they do it their own way. Yep. And, it's and they're because, allowed to. And they're allowed to. Yep. But it's because you empower them to be able to make those decisions. So I, you know, every stage is different. Every yeah. stage is fun. Um, I think it's just what you make of it too, you yeah. know. And you love your kids so fiercely that any stage they're in, you're going to love them through it. Yeah. Do you hear some of the words she's saying? These are like intense, fiercely. fiercely. You love them so fiercely. Of course. Yes. They're they're part of you and me. Yeah. That's that's about as deep as yep. it gets. It's it's awesome. So, best advice you ever got as a young mom. Best advice. 
So that's part of my best advice. Enjoy every stage because yeah. it goes like a blink. And that's what I was told as a young mom. And I tell young moms that it is a blink. When Rob said, I can remember you, whether you said at Valley Hospital, I remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah. Not even kidding. Um, I remember looking at the window, you know, seeing you come. That was when like dads couldn't stay overnight, you know, and we, I saw you come and you saw me at the window. It yep. was like that real emotional. It is so fast and every stage is so rewarding that enjoy it. Enjoy the journey. Put yeah. your seatbelt on because it's going to be a ride. Put your seatbelt on and your <laughs> helmet and your helmet and your helmet. Um, best advice you can give to a young mom. The nights and days are long, but the years are fast. And that is so true. Um, when you're not sleeping, when you're exhausted, when you're tired, just remember you are the most important person for this child that you're raising to be an adult. And I think those years that you think are just kind of, oh, I just want them to sleep, like embrace the late nights together, embrace the toddler that won't sleep because those are moments that you're gonna look back on and say, wow, I those were special. Yeah, you yeah. Know? You've made me the best father I would ever be. Because one time you said to me, you said, live in the moment. I'll never forget that. Sue told me one day, she said, you have to live in the moment as a parent. That was the best parenting advice I got from someone. And it came from you. And you have made me, who is the mother of my children, the best parent I could be because you have lived in the moment with your children. And you've lived in the moment with me. And I am so thankful for you. You are, I'm your number one fan and you are the most special person in my life. I wanna pray for Sue to bless her this year. And I wanna pray a, ble a blessing for all of you, for everybody who's watching. Father God, I thank you for this day. And Lord, I am so thankful for Sue. I am so thankful for her. She is my Wonder Woman. I watch her. She works full-time. She has four kids. And she does everything with such excellence. She loves them so amazing. She loves them with all of her heart. And I thank you for how she really does reflect your heart. I pray for her that you would bless her this day and you would bless her this Mother's Day. May she feel the love that she has given to her children to be given back to her. And God, I pray that you would use one times one to bless other women this day and this Mother's Day. Would they remember that all the struggles and all the frustrations that come along with parenting that that there is a joy in this journey would you bless them this day God help us to live in the moment to parent our children because they are the blessing that you've given to us so bless you today bless the other women that are watching and may Sue and the other women be celebrated 
And I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Hey, I love you. Love Thanks you. for all you do. And one of our other episodes, one thing that I wanted to ask you about that I didn't is being a working mom. But let's say that for another episode, we'll take a whole episode of talking about how do you be a working mom? Because you have really done that um, really, really well. So um, I got tears in my eyes. I'm crying. <laughs> um, so happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. No matter what role you play in a young women's life or a young boy's life, know this, that they look to you as a role model as someone to admire as an example. And so happy Mother's Day. Sue, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. I'm Rob. And I'm Sue. And we're the Parkers. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>